Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buzz Night, host of Take It A Walk, Music History on Foot. And welcome to this Bonus Friday episode. Follow us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And do leave us a review if you could, and pass the word on Take It A Walk. Today we welcome a multi-talented entertainer, actor, singer-songwriter, Charles Esten, currently playing in Season 3 of Outer Banks, Ward Cameron. And also in the series Nashville, he played Deacon Claiborne. Charles is our guest right now on Taking a Walk. Hi, Charles. Hello, Buzz. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing today? I am doing very, very well. I get to talk about this show that I love that's blowing up, so I'm, uh, I'm a happy guy. What's it like being one of the busiest men in show business? You've got, uh, you know, season three of Outer Banks, which is exciting. And then you've got uh, your forthcoming uh, debut, One Good Move. Uh, how are you finding the time, man? Oh, it's, it's a joy, actually. I'm, I'm, they say make hay while the sun shines. I am making hay right now. Uh, as an actor, this is the kind of role that you get to sink your teeth into. And these are the kind of people, our cast and our crew, that you just love to be around. So my days working with them are beautiful. Now, having said that, I have, a, I have more time. This is a big old cast, and Ward's not in every single moment of the show. So that means sometimes I'm sitting in my trailer, sometimes I'm sitting at home, sometimes I'm sitting on Zoom with a co-writer and writing songs. Um, so music is 
that's where my the deepest part of my heart is, and it sort of is the water that I swim in while I'm doing everything else. So um, it's really it's really amazing for me that Outer Banks has just dropped. It's doing so well, and now then right beside that, going along with it, is um, my new single. I'm I'm a happy camper. It's one good move, and I'm and I'm grateful for you mentioning it. Well, uh, we're going to get back to music in a second because I know it's central to your life, but. Uh... Can your character, uh, Ward Cameron, um, go any lower in season three? Well, um, that's the, you are asking the fundamental question. You take your character and you put him in a certain place. And at the end of season two, uh, Ward has just done something he never, ever imagined that he would do. I mean, he, he's broken his own codes a number of times and, and gotten progressively worse. But when he finally lays his hands on Sarah, his daughter, uh, the, you know, the treasure, the real treasure of his life, um, that's, he's, he's seemingly at rock bottom. And that's where we leave him. It's kind of one of the things I love about Outer Banks. It's a little bit of a morality tale for all the, you know, treasure hunting and all the wild laughs and everything. At the heart of it, Ward has all the gold. He has the cross. He really, he has everything, seemingly. But he has nothing at all. He's empty. And meanwhile, the Pogues, um, our heroes there, they have no cult. They have no cross. They have nothing. They're on a deserted island. But because they have each other, they have everything. So this season, it's definitely finding out where does Ward go from here. And uh, it was an amazing ride for me. Now, when you start a series like this, do you know that its uh, destiny has uh, more than one season in it? Oh, no, that's the nature of television and streaming and, and the whole world. is um, The audience has to show up. They have to come and say, yeah, we want to see more of this. And um, I, you never really know, but I can promise you this. When I went to the first table read, of Outer Banks. That's where we're all dressed in our regular clothes and we're just sitting along a long table and everybody's got a script in front of them. There's directors and producers and all the actors and we just read through the script. And by the time we were done with that, it was so clear to me the incredible chemistry of this young cast. I, I swore they'd known each other for years. Turns out they'd only known each other a couple days, a day or two. And um, already I could feel it crackling off the page and I could feel some magic there so i thought this just might work and sure enough <laughs> the whole world showed up um, at the end of season one it was one of those um beautiful uh, golden treasure hunts and when it came out during that lockdown i think it really served a need everybody was in sort of a dark separated place and could use a little wild adventure and, and, and some smiles and some laughs and some scares um, some tears. So uh, it, it was. It was. At a, it was in a time that it was needed, and therefore got a much bigger audience than I think the just the young adult audience that maybe everyone thought it would have. So by now, third three seasons in, it's going from strength to strength, and I couldn't be happier. Lightning in a bottle, baby, right? <laughs> it really is. Uh, it really is. But then, in retrospect, I look at it and I go, "Well, why isn't every show shot in paradise at sunset?" Um, with with these gorgeous great actors on it, I mean it's it's it sort of seems I, I kid my producers all the time. I go in retrospect, it seems a little obvious that if you do set something up, this but it's, I'm only joking. Nothing is obvious in this business. Um, I'm grateful to them. As I was finishing up, I was did six seasons on this show Nashville, which is where I am right now, and um, 
you don't really think that perhaps you'll have another show coming quite as quick as that or as a role quite as good as this. Um, so when they called me up and they said, uh, we want to give a head fake to everybody and make them think you got another uh, sweet role here and be playing a nice guy. And and I started like that, but then all the layers of this onion were peeled off and uh, I got to play Ward Cameron. And, and still they're surprising me and we're surprising the fans with the things Ward will do and where Ward goes. So... That's all you can ask for a character. Charles, as an active uh, member of music or musicians on call, can you talk about, from your perspective, the healing power of music? Oh, man, you (laughs) you hit me right where I live. That is one of the things I care about the most. Um, I've known for years, even all the way going back to as a kid, I could see the power of playing the right song at a certain moment. and so when I found about this organization, Musicians On Call, I believe it's uh, musiciansoncall.org would be how you would find them. This is an organization that gets music where it is needed the most. It takes artists bringing their guitars or whatever instrument they can carry into hospital rooms across the United States, into veteran centers, into hospice centers. So I have been so blessed, starting here in Nashville, to get to take my guitar and don't worry, we don't just bust into these rooms. They have very wonderful people that walk down the hallways and with the help of the nurses find the folks that just might be interested and the ones that are say, yes, please have them come in. And when you do, you go in there and that's the nature of a hospital. It has to be a little bit cold. It has to be set, you know, sterile and, and a little bit dark. But then you walk in there with this wooden guitar and these strings and you play a couple chords and you ask them what songs they love and you find that before long you're singing with each other and there's just a different temperature, a different vibe in the room. And it it blesses me, I promise you, to be in that room equally as much as it ever blesses anyone else. But there is a real healing power to music And if I'm honest, that's the thing that attracts me to it the most. It's a recurring theme in so much of my music. It's the recurring theme in my upcoming album. So um, uh, the fact that Nashville opened this world up to me so beautifully is uh, one of the things I'll always be grateful for. And when you were in uh, London, uh, you played Buddy Holly and had the good fortune of playing with a couple of the remaining uh, members of the Crickets, his band. What was that like? That, it's hard to describe. I mean, the dictionary only has so many words, but there were some, it was an incredible adventure for me. It was my first real job. I had been in a band in college, so I knew how to stand in front of a microphone, play a guitar. I hadn't acted that much. So when I went to L.A., I figured I'd be taking acting lessons for a while, and I did, but within a year, I got an audition to go play Buddy Holly in London, and I got that job, and I ended up standing there playing that Stratocaster and those famous songs, That'll Be the Day, Maybe Baby, Peggy Sue, It's So Easy to Fall in Love, Every Day, Not Fade Away. Um, it just goes, rave on. It just goes on and on and on. The, the, the incredible career that was an only 18-month career of the great Buddy Holly, and it took me to so many places. I got to play for the Queen of England at the Royal Variety Performance. I got to play at the White House for uh, uh, the first President Bush. Um, And so it took me places I could never imagine. But when I was going through, I believe it was Chicago, and I found out 
that I was going to meet Jerry and Joe, Jerry Allison and Joe B. Malton, um, the original crickets, and not only meet them, but we were going to be at a club, and they were going to be playing bass and drums behind me. I can remember standing at that mic and just thinking, what is this life? Why in the world do I get to do this? Don't screw this up. <laughs> do your best, and, and you will always have this moment. And they could not have been any kinder. And now I always have that moment. I'm so grateful um, for that and, and for their music and for getting to connect with them like that. It, you, you latched on to one of the finest moments of my life. Oh, that's so awesome. I have, I have goosebumps, Charles. I want to congratulate you on uh, season three of Outer Banks. And also, congrats and good luck on one good move. I appreciate, Charles, you being on Taking a Walk. Thank you so much. I want to say one more thing. It's not been officially announced, but I'd be a fool not to mention that it's going to be fairly soon. I'm going to be in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, which isn't too far from you guys, on November 10th at the Stadium Theater. Um, so, uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, November 10th, Stadium Theater. Hopefully it'll be officially announced soon, but I'm on the radio in Boston. i got to say something to you, and I hope you can come out and say hi, and we'll play some Buddy Holly music, too. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate it. Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.